Hello, I'm your host, Rebecca Berry, and welcome to Plotting Possibility, where we chart a course with beauty, talk about what's inspiring, and imagine what can be. Settle in and gather the good with me. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Are you familiar with the one word for a year concept? The idea that you select one word or phrase to focus on for the year. To see what God reveals to you regarding this one word. To grow and mature through this focus. It could be joy, or rest, or connect, or anything at all. Truthfully, I usually forget my word by March, or I add more or change it. I'm not very good at staying focused to just a single thing for a whole minute, let alone an entire year. Last year, I started with the word content and ended up adding cultivate and fallow. I'm still pondering these ideas and probably will be for a while. So because I'm not very good at this one word commitment, I didn't think I'd bother this year. But then, my counselor quoted a piece of scripture to me and it stayed in my head rattling around and wanting to be unpacked. Behold, I am making all things new. At first, I considered exploring the word behold. It's a grand sounding word, but once I started looking at it, there doesn't seem to be much meat on the bone. So then I turned my attention to the word new. I threw the word into my Bible app search engine and that's it. That's my word, new. It feels like a dumb word to pick. Like, yeah, okay, new, duh, what a concept. But I have this feeling there's something to be unpacked here that will have deep value. Maybe not to the whole world or anything, but to me. And that's sort of the point of this whole one word thing. It's not about impressing people with how much you you grow or you know. It's about diving into something deep with Jesus and letting him teach you what you need to know. I'm not a relativist, so I think his truths are truths absolutely. But I think that what I need to mine out of the word new for 2020 will be deeply personal. And what you need to mine with the Lord will be personal to you. After all, God is a personal God. I remember learning in a college course called Great Ideas that the God of Abraham was different from all other gods in the ancient world because he was personal. Abraham's God went with him. No one else's God would do that. It was unique, and it made people incredulous. Someone like me, who has grown up in the church and known Jesus all my life, takes it for granted that God is a personal guy. Sometimes it becomes so familiar that it's just a line item in my religion rather than a truth that shapes my reality. And then, this personal God does something to remind me, to wake me up, to show me that he is paying attention and he knows me. The stories I could tell. Someday I'll have to tell you about the fireflies of 2016. But in this case, he used words. 
words spoken to me, and His holy word, words that propel me to seek out a fuller meaning to a familiar word, words that prompt me to think, to speak, to write. How fitting He should use words. He knows I love them. In fact, the verse I opened this episode with, from Isaiah, I had originally only planned on using Isaiah 43:19. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. But as I recorded it, I didn't like how it how it was starting. It didn't sound right. So, I did what I should have done in the first place. I looked at the context and pulled up the whole chapter. And the verse right in front of it says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. And just today, I was talking about how I tend to dwell on the old things, so there's no room for the new. Isn't God funny? I actually laughed when I saw that verse, because it was just Him saying, I'm doing something new. It's time to let go. So, that's my word, new. I'm launching with the concept of new things, but God only knows where we're headed from here. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Revelation 21, verses 5 through 7. also have 10 resolutions I've been mulling over. 10 resolutions that are really about taking care of myself, my mental health, my emotional health. Resolutions that aren't just about externals or meeting someone's standards or expectations, but what will actually help my soul receive this new thing God is doing. I resolve to stop letting comparison pirate my joy. I'm steering my ship, not anyone else. Not a friend or another woman whose strengths are not mine or a social media influencer. I'm the captain and comparison will have no power of mutiny in 2020. I resolve to do more things that bring me joy without guilt, shame, embarrassment, or even permission. I'm allowed to indulge, to pursue, and to want experiences that fill my soul's cup with brightness and I am a better person when I'm not longing, but enjoying. I resolve to spend less time wishing and more time doing. After all, if there's anything the musical Into the Woods taught me, it's that wishes are not always what they seem. Contentment is wise, but must be cultivated and tended regularly. The act of doing, of being, gives wishes the forward momentum toward growth, while allowing the heart to be content just where it is. 
I resolve to give myself permission to be inadequate and imperfect. Additionally, I resolve to speak to myself kindly when I actually am inadequate and imperfect. If I wouldn't say it that way to a friend, I shouldn't say it to me. And if I wouldn't expect an unattainable standard from someone else, I shouldn't from myself. I resolve to try new things, to keep at it when it's hard, and to ignore the numbers. Attempting a new thing is hard, but it's the only way to grow. A child learns to walk, talk, and read by daring for the new thing. When my son learned to walk, there were hours of struggle and tears before victory. Now, nothing holds him back. In my journey, there will be naysayers and critics. There will be disappointments and frustrations. Those do not define me, and success will be in just doing it. I resolve to take care of myself and to express myself better. These things so often overlap. I start to feel myself drowning in busyness, mental exhaustion, and general overwhelm. But instead of asking for specific help or saying how I feel, I become distraught that no one is offering. What is obvious to me isn't obvious to others because they're focused on other things. And ultimately, my self-care isn't anyone else's responsibility. If I need help, I need to ask. And if I need to take care of myself, then it's up to me to do it. I resolve to be resilient and gracious when life gets hard. There's no question of if, but only when the struggles will arise. And the real question isn't how to avoid or end them, but how do I handle it? Freak out? Despair? Rapid fire text whining? Or deep breaths? Prayers unceasing? and rationally trusting in El Roe, the God who sees. And in his seeing, he knows just what to do and when. I resolve to read more books, drink more tea, bake more scones, simple pleasures that help me remember how to breathe deep, to savor slowly, and to unwind gently. I resolve to be the mom I want my kids to have, imperfect because illusions of perfection don't serve them any more than it energizes me. But happy and full of faith and unafraid, a mom who models humility and honestly needs Jesus, a mom who is with them and for them. I resolve to reach out more than I withdraw, to create more than I destroy, to hope more than I despair. To welcome tears of both sadness and laughter. Both can cleanse the dark parts that build up in my soul. I resolve to keep going, to keep loving. I resolve to let 2020 be what it will be, and I will learn more of how to be me. Now it's time to gather the good. Today I'm going to share a music recommendation and a book recommendation. My music recommendation is the worship album Ren Collective made for kids called Sparkle Pop Rampage. 
Now, it's actually been out for a few months, but I just started listening to it yesterday. I spent like three or four hours cleaning my four-year-old's bedroom, getting it ready for her big birthday gift that she'll be getting next week. And so I decided to turn it on because I wanted some new music to listen to, and Ren Collective is always um, upbeat and thoughtful and um, just really good music to listen to. So I actually really liked the album a lot more than I thought I would. I don't typically, um, you know, as a 35-year-old woman, love uh, worship music that's written for children. But since it's Ren Collective, you know, they still have these deep and thoughtful and meaningful lyrics but there's also a little bit of silly um, and a little bit of fun to make it interesting for kids. My seven-year-old walked in while I was cleaning and heard some of the lyrics, and he really enjoyed it. He was kind of tickled by the one song. And um, there's one that says, I'm not afraid of the dark. The dark's af- afraid of me. And I really liked that one. So definitely check that out, especially if you have kids. It'd be good music to put on in the car, put it on while you're cleaning like I did, Um, you know, and then have those conversations with your kids. Like, what do you think about this song? There's one about Jericho and there's one about David and Daniel, just really good conversation starters um, to have with your kids. So definitely check that out. And the book recommendation I have for you is a really good one to read at the beginning of a new year or a new chapter in your life or a new season. Um, And it's called Own Your Life by Sally Clarkson. Um, I read it last year and I plan on reading it again this year. Um, Each chapter sort of talks about a different theme, a different struggle that especially women tend to have and really... um, accepting that we have ownership of our lives. She uses the phrase agency a lot, that we have agency and we have choices and we get to decide um, how we respond to things and how much we choose to do and how we handle situations. It's a very empowering book. It's a very thought-provoking book. There's questions at the end of each chapter, so if you like to journal and interact with a book that way, you know that's available to you. Um, but it's just a very, a very good book to start off a new year, um, just thinking deep about the choices that we make and how we structure our time and how we really choose to invest our lives. So check that out. Um, own your life by Sally Clarkson. And that's all I have for gathering the good today. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you'll join me next time as we continue plotting a course glittering with possibility. Bye-bye.